Welcome to Aiming for More, a tool to help you start aiming for more than the status quo of Christian life. I'm Pastor Wes Walters of AIM Church in Southside, Alabama. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode one of Aiming for More. I'm so excited about offering this tool uh, for our members and for those who are listening. There's often so much more that needs to be said that cannot be said on Sundays or Wednesdays. Um, And in order to know, lead, and feed and protect this flock, I think it's important that I'm resourcing you well throughout the week when your faith is being tried and tested by the norms of everyday life. So we have a section on the website called The Daily, and that's a great way to make sure you're pressing into Christ with different tools for reading the Bible and prayer and things like that, and really just working out your salvation with fear and trembling. Um, And you should take those free resources and use them regularly. But today, I want to introduce a new tool. God has placed it on my heart to press on you and myself to aim for more. Our faith cannot merely be Sundays and Wednesdays and the occasional Bible reading. Uh, We've got to be a people who are in each other's lives as a church family, but also we've got to be a thinking people. We've got to be thinking through the issues of our day and the changes in our society with a biblical lens. And so to that end, I want to start writing and sending you some extra helps for your daily life. And hopefully it will be more than just me. I'll have some friends in here and other leaders in the church. And so this will help, I hope, it will help us both and all of us together aim for more than just the status quo of Christian life or the American church consumeristic tendencies that we all have. Now, Lord knows there's plenty of great content out there online and you don't need one more thing to read or listen to, but my hope is that you will take advantage of this because much of it will be coming out of or speaking into the AIM Church family here in Southside, Alabama. Now, whether we like it or not, we've been trained in certain ways, explicitly and implicitly. And some of these writings will be things that I've been through and I can share my experience of failure or God doing something that changed me. And other writings will be things that we just don't have time for uh, on our regular fellowships or gatherings. And, And maybe sometimes a sermon point that needed a little bit more explanation or something else. All in all, I hope and pray that these will be encouraging for you and will help you press into Christ and aim for more of God, more of his spirit, more of his son, and more of each other. So for our first aim for more, I want to start where all things should start for us, by going to the word of God. So this first one is going to be called Wonder in the Word. And let me start by saying that if you've been in at AIM Church and in this family for any length of time, you should be able to see that we love the Word of God and that we see that it is paramount to all of life. We preach exegetically from the Word. We study the Word together on Wednesday nights. We shape our gap discipleship groups around the Word of God, and we resource you and press you into the Word of God daily with Bible reading plans and study guides and books that help you understand the Word of God. But a major component of being a Christian who is led by the Word of God, and I don't know if there's any other kind of Christian, A major component of being a Christian is not only understanding God's word, that's absolutely imperative, but we must also be children of God who find wonder and joy in the word of God. That's evident from the writings of the psalmist and the apostle, letter writers who love it, but also because many of us see it today wrongly, either as an outdated book of rules or something to pull tweets from to put on a t-shirt or quote out of context when life doesn't make sense, it's It's got to be more because we read that it is more. It's none of those things. 
And beloved, it is so much more. If you only go to the Bible when you need its content, you miss the purpose of it altogether. It is a letter from God that is meant to be digested and poured over and soaked in regularly for the length of life. It becomes the fragrance of our existence because everything we are is bathed in it. And from it, we know what the voice of God sounds like and what the life of Christ looks like and that which comforts us and it also guides our prayers. I believe this wonder in God's word shows up in a few important ways. There are actually many, but I want to talk about three. One of them is pure childlike amazement at how powerful and beautiful God is as we read through the whole of scripture and we see him move and work. Pure childlike amazement. So let's dive into that. Uh, Psalm 74 verse 11 through 17 says, Yet God, my God, he is from of old, working salvation in the midst of the earth. You divided the sea by your might. You broke the heads of the sea monsters on the waters. You crushed the heads of the Leviathan. You gave him as food for the creatures of the wilderness. You split open springs and brooks. You dried up ever-flowing streams. Yours is the day, yours also the night. You have established the heavenly lights and the sun. You have fixed all the boundaries of the earth and you have made summer and winter. When you consistently read the word and all of it, not just the easy parts or the parts you like throughout the years of your life, you begin to see and remember these massive epic stories of God's power and might, his sovereignty and his unbelievable creation. And these stories and the understanding of God's power and might throughout the whole of scripture, whether it's in creation or from his wrath or whatever, they begin to inform your prayers and your faith in the regular mundanity of everyday life. You are comforted by the Spirit of God. He reminds you that it is, it is no small thing that he has done, and he is no small thing. He is no idol to be forgotten and thrown on the shelf. He is the God of gods and the King of kings and the God of the universe. He can handle anything, and more than that, you can depend on it. You can call on it. You can think on it. And when you do that, the more wonder you will have at him as you watch him work in your life and you come back to these stories time and time again. So we must regularly endeavor to read the whole of Scripture so that we can wonder at his power and beauty, not just know about it. If you only ever read the Gospels and the letters and the Psalms, which are beautiful and essential, you will have an anemic picture of God and his work through Christ. You will get bored and you will waver in your faith. Read the whole book. Read it much. Read it often with a childlike wonder and amazement at it. And what you're going to do when you do that is you're going to build a, a type of muscle. You're going to build a muscle of wonder in your heart through training yourself. And you're not training for something that is draining you, right? You're training yourself toward joy, joy that comes through wondering at God and enjoying his gift of scripture. Now, the second way that we can enjoy wondering God's word is when we see how it all fits together and points in one direction through his redemption of all things through Christ, how Christ is in the whole book and how we'll, he will return to bring the whole story to a glorious end at the beginning of our eternity with him in the new heavens and new earth. It all fits together in one direction. That's the second point. Ephesians 3, or 1, 3 to 10 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. 
In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood for the forgiveness, for the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose. He's, so he's done all this in Christ. And then it says this, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. The whole of scripture was compiled faithfully by the church fathers for us and we can trust that God got to us all he wanted us to have. We can also trust that the Holy Spirit superintended the writing of it through faithful, faithful children of God and we know it's all for our good. We see that in 2 Peter 1, 19-21 and 2 Timothy three sixteen. The wonder comes in when once again you read all of it and for a long time and then you begin to see it all fits together. Now, time would fail to list of all the examples of how, for instance, Christ shows up in every single book of the Bible. Like seriously, if you, if you did not know that, you can test it. In every single book, you will find either the actual Christ, a visit from the pre-incarnate Christ, or the foreshadowing of Christ to come. And even many examples of people who would help us look to Christ and the failed examples of people who would try to be what Christ was for us. In addition to that, from the beginning of Genesis through the end of Revelation, there is a thread of redemption running throughout the entire collection of writings. Uh, and then you get to the book of Hebrews, which may be one of the most thorough and beautiful summations of all of Scripture. And this book pulls together nearly every one of those threads of Scripture into one beautiful tapestry that shows you God's plan from the beginning, how he worked through all of the laws, the prophets, the writings, the apostles, and everything in between. Moreover, the writer of Hebrews states explicitly that the word of God is living and active, sharper than two, any two-edged sword, piercing the division of the soul and of the spirit and of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. That's Hebrews 4.12. And it's more than stories. It all comes together with a purpose. It's living, it's active, it's changing our lives. It's convicting and it's comforting. And sometimes you will see yourself in a person there or in a talking donkey. <laughs> Uh, sometimes you'll see in a person uh, in scripture something about yourself because of what they learned or what they failed to learn. Sometimes you'll see an explicit command. Sometimes you read of the hope you're to have. And you also read of Jesus' plan to redeem all these things unto himself. All of these things and more work together. Christian, Wonder in the word of God because it all beautifully fits together for the purposes God intended it to. And one of those purposes is your joy. So we wonder with a pure childlike amazement because of the beauty and the power of God in all of scripture, firstly. And then secondly, we wonder in the word because it all fits together and points towards Christ's redemption. And then lastly, there is a blessing and wonder when it comes from longevity of commitment to be in the word a longevity of commitment to be in the word. Paul says to the church in Colossians 3, 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. For something to dwell in you richly, it takes time. You know, you don't just pour a marinade over chicken and throw it on the grill, 
right? If you want depth of flavor and moisture in that chicken and the experience of what is intended from a marinade, you got to let those bad boys soak in a container overnight or for a day or two in the fridge, right? And then what you get off the grill is something you would never have known otherwise. And so it is with the Word of God. Yes, you can open it up and receive the instruction and information anywhere in the book. You can eat the chicken. (laughs) But to grow in depth and flavor of God's heart and the blessing and wonder of the Word, well, you have to commit to being it regularly over the length of your life. And when it comes to my story with the Word of God, God granted me faith and saved my soul uh, back in the fall of 1999 as I fell on the floor of my efficiency apartment while attending Auburn University. Uh, The pastor of the church I was at, as well as the college pastor who came along to disciple me with him, placed such an emphasis on knowing and loving God's word that I just began to read it and desired to know it well. Um, now, I, I, don't do anything, I didn't do anything like incredible at the time or any reading plans for, for a couple of years or anything. I just read whatever word we were in at the church at the time. But over time, as I met more people in ministry, and more specifically as I was mentored under Dr. Dan Trippy in Buffalo, New York, who many of you know and whom we planted Restoration Church with in Buffalo, I began to see uh, through his tutelage and others around us that there's not only great benefit, but great joy to being in the Word consistently over time. So I've been reading now for 24 years of my 43 years on earth. And seven of those I have done uh, straight through the Bible plan, Uh, Once I did a Bible through the year with parts of the Torah, prophet, wisdom, poetry, gospel, and letters each day. Several years, I just did whatever cool, you know, book plan somebody handed me, uh, you know, that walks you through the Bible or a section of the Bible. Uh, A few times I've spent an entire year in one book, mulling over it and pulling it apart and enjoying it. And I've, you know, written plans uh, on how you can do that. Currently, I'm working through the chronological plan for the first time ever, and I highly recommend it. Uh, I'm trying to find the grace that's in every single section of it. It really helps you grasp the feel of the redemption story in a special way. But it's only in the last few years that I've really begun to fall more in love with God's word and see the depth of his intentions and his heart in it. I say all of these things and I let you know my story because it took a long time of reading and getting bored and falling asleep and missing days and fighting myself. But here I am and my testimony is, it's worth it. I am, I, I am saying to you, it is worth it. Stick with it. And I'm also very aware that I'm not even remotely close to knowing it all. I, I remember once seeing D.A. Carson speak at a conference. He's one of the most amazing scholars of the New Testament and all-around Bible geek that many ministers are grateful for. Um, I'll never forget that he said this. He said, you will never dive to the, into the ends of what Scripture has to offer I'm told that I'm one of the most learned and thorough scholars there is on this book, and if I am still amazed and have not plumbed the depths of Scripture at my old age, then certainly you will not either. Christian, you never plumb the depths of God's Word. You can and should read regularly for the rest of your life. My grandmother, Doris Woodham, has just turned 99 years old, and she tells me regularly that she is still learning from God's Word. It's, it's amazing to me. It's, it's like a, a game of golf, right? It doesn't work on one amazing stride or a few great attempts. It's about the long game. And those who understand that get better results. They enjoy it more. 
So brothers and sisters in Christ, lean into his word for the long game. Make a plan. And when you miss it, don't get down. Just get back in it. The goal in reading the word and knowing it is certainly to be obey and, and be faithful, you know, to understand and to love God. But in that process, if we will let go of our expectations and our rules and our ill-informed human uh, American definitions of what the Bible is supposed to be for us and just simply trust God and then he gave us this word for a reason, his reasons, then I believe we will enjoy and wonder in the word of God. And it will not only grow us in our love for him and his church, but it will cause us to have more joy and spread that joy to other people. In a world full of negative, complaining folks, we have a, the word of God that brings us true joy. So in this first installment of Aiming for More, we have briefly talked about just a few ways to wonder in the word of God. One of those was pure childlike amazement at how powerful and beautiful God is as we read through the whole of scripture and see him move and work. The second was wondering at God's word when we see how it all fits together and points to Christ. And the last one was the blessing and wonder that comes from longevity and commitment to be in the word. Now, there are other ways to wonder in the word of God, but I hope this will help and encourage you and get you started. I also hope and pray, and I know, that if you commit to this and enjoy it, our times together on Sunday mornings in worship and the preaching of the word will be so much more fulfilling and beautiful than they have ever been. We know this is true as well. Isaiah 55, 10 to 11. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth sprout and giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. Amen and amen. Well, thanks for joining me for this first episode of Aiming for More. I hope and pray that this will be beneficial to you and we'll be throwing out another episode here soon. So make sure to stay uh, tuned here and subscribe to the podcast feed. Thanks. And if you have any more questions, you can message the show or check out aimchurch1.com.